welcome, ladies and gentlemen, here to the Circle Debate Podcast Top 5 Picks of the Week for Week 54. Yes, I know. We're like a one week behind, but... Something like that. Something like that, but it's okay. He's still sleeping. He's been here since last night. Yes. <laughs> he's still... Oh, my God. He's still there. <laughs> he's still there. I just noticed that right now. I, might, I should have to check on him. You okay, bro? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He's with us. He's with us. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. This is old Stevie's one I've been seeing. Ladies and gentlemen here, of course, con mi hermano. He is the director, making sure that you look and fly and shining all right. Oh, I know. It's so it's bright good. out. I got to get, I hate this window, but it's what oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, my window. If I open my curtains, it'll be like, Jesus, a whole summer come on me, attack me. But yes, the director, ladies and gentlemen, CQ1, Chris Kelly. What up, man? What up? And today's top five, because we're missing Money Mike in action. We've been messaging him, but we had to go ahead and get the starting off the road. But yes, top five of the week, as we mentioned, was top five worst best GMs. So we're going to go ahead and actually uh, see who goes first on this one. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and knock it off first. Might as well go for it. Yeah, it's, I'm I mean, gonna it's, just. It's a waste. Of, it'd be t- it's, it's longer just to do that than to, you know, the wheel. Host, yeah, you know, because if we do the wheel, know. we would have seen brought to you by Mortal Kombat and theaters now, and we what else we would have saw? Oh, and uh, Nature's Harvest, healthy habit breads. That's what we would have saw. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need that sponsorship. Anyone out there wants to get their name on a very up and coming fledgling podcast based out of Los Angeles? Hit us up. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon coming, pretty soon. All right. I'll mm-hmm. take anything, man. I'll take tacos, burritos, pizza. Man, we're, we're hummus, I'll take tacos. I'd, love, I'd love to get a hummus a hummus sponsorship and a barbecue sauce sponsor. Oh hell no. yeah, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce or hot sauce. I actually want to make like a really hot barbecue sauce. Let's do it. Oh, I'm so down. We should actually do like a freaking do a vlog of making a hot sauce. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm planning on it. I tried oh. I tried last year during quarantine and I messed it up. Uh, oh. I've been too lazy to go out and buy all the raw ingredients. Oh man! But we that's a it. different list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with that. To actually do that list with you one day. We should do it for the show. We should do. Uh, yeah, um, I have. That's I'm gonna. We're gonna add so much. I mean, this is may not be the place to really make any announcements, but the idea for the podcast is we're gonna branch out from just pro wrestling and sports. Like, music. Mike does food stuff. I got some food ideas. I'm doing music. I want to add like video game content, you know, like we just want to be your one stop shop for all entertainment purposes. Exactly. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, top five GMs, right? So, I'm going to start with my, I'll start from these are my best list. I have two honorables that are worse, but I'm going to go ahead and do okay. my top five. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I did, okay, number five for me, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Nice. I love it because he was a great GM for SmackDown. And because of, actually, as a matter of fact, everybody is aware that Paul Heyman elevated SmackDown when he was created from writing, when he was a head charge of that. He took SmackDown to another level, made it the number one show than SmackDown. And, I mean, excuse me, than Raw. But Raw was, was shit. And uh, with Paul Heyman being in charge was was great. He made upcoming stars, you know, Benoit, the Guerreros, even um, who else? Was it, JBLs to, you know, the book. It's just so many. Um, even Rene Dupree at a point, and Rob Van Dam, of course. There's so many that he had on his roster at the time, but I I enjoyed it. 
he even elevated the cruiserweight division at that time when he was in charge. So that's how you know that Paul Heyman was a great GM for SmackDown and a great heel as well. Yeah, and he wasn't afraid to push new stars. That was the big thing about ECW. Yeah. Uh, original, like when I speak about ECW, I only mean original. I'm the, the rebranding, I never. There's never a conversation I'm going to have where I'm like, "Oh, they did great things." No, um, but he was always he built his own stars um, from all sizes, from all styles, from all races, from all you know. You had you know luchadors, and then you had Tajiri, then you had the RVDs, then you had the Mike Awesomes. You had like all the different styles. It wasn't just like the big dudes, small dudes, the Americans, the white, the black, whatever. Paul Heyman's door was wide open to all just talent, and he wasn't afraid to push anyone who deserved it. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. He and he, and he brought all- it over to SmackDown, and it, and it worked. It, the, the list of people right there, I don't think Vince would ever have even batted an eyelash at Renee Dupree or Chavo Guerrero. You know, right? yeah. And I think I think because of that. A lot of, you know, remember when they did the draft? That's why a lot of, like, the great starts were SmackDown and going to Raw because of that. Because I guess Heyman had him ready. And then by the time he just already, okay, let's take him to Raw so they could elevate the ratings there. Uh, but as you could, could tell, if you go back, not much was done. I mean, the only highlights I could say will be Benoit's professional career and him winning the World Heavyweight title. Right. SmackDown going to Raw. That's probably the only highlight I could say of, of, from a SmackDown star. All right, number four. Uh, speaking of SmackDown, another SmackDown GM that I actually enjoyed because she Ooh. was, uh, man, she was the B-I-T-C-H, the first ever GM, Stephanie McMahon. Of course, you can't go wrong with her. Man, she even stole. What did Jericho call her, like a trash bag hose beast or whatever? <laughs> I got to find that. I got to find that. I'm going to you continue while I look that up. Uh, Stephanie basically, you know, even Stephanie stole the WWE title, pretty much signing Brock Lesnar exclusive to SmackDown only, thus, ca- thus creating, having Raw to create the world heavyweight title. And Stephanie was not a bad GM. She had great moments, even had a match with her father, Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know, you know how? So had their match, had her feud with Sable. So she had great moments as a GM. For SmackDown, and I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, she's every bit as she is Daddy's little girl, man. She she nails that whole that whole character perfectly. Oh yeah, definitely. She definitely does. And now my number three. He's my favorite. He's currently my favorite right now. But is he in my top? Ah, uh, I would love to say yes, but he's at least at least number three. And that is, and he's always been in previous GMs. Uh, for either Raw or SmackDown, but he's currently the GM for NXT, and that is, of course, Lord William Regal. Of course, William Regal. That's another man that I love how he, especially his promos, man. Let me tell you something, Sunshine. You know, just him, just, and and you could tell, you see, you could tell by his, the way how he presents himself as authority figure, and I love that, and he's done that. On all brands, and he's doing uh, an incredible job in NXT, doing that as a GM for NXT, and he's, he's doing great. I just wish I could see him back in the ring one last time. That's one thing I would love to see William Regal. Someone pushes his buttons on NXT, and him just snaps. Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge this motherfucker and just put it in a match. I would love to see that, but I guess William Regal's not, you know, 
gonna be in the ring anytime soon. He's I guess he's, he's up there. Him. He's 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 fuck. He's he's been in some battles for sure. Oh yeah, they, uh, hell yeah, I love William Regal, especially of course the bad ones with the skill ones, especially with the uh, the Jericho moment. Of course the cajote peeing on William Regal's you know little tea. Yeah, in the tea. <laughs> in the tea. Uh, and then of course with Tajiri, I love that man. That was amazing too. Like that's. That was another storyline that I love from Regal, him being a GM, being an authority figure. I enjoyed it. All right, number two. This guy, another SmackDown alumni, because I love him because he it always fucking says this, and he said it last time. Well, let me tell you something, player. Tonight, you're facing one-on-one with The Undertaker. It is like, that's right. Teddy Long, ladies and gentlemen, of course. You know, the bouncing, the moving, that's just, that's, that's Teddy Long for you. And he did a great job. I loved it. Oh, yeah. He did a great job. And um, I'm glad they got him out of that role, the manager role. I don't know if you remember when, remember he was managing, I think, Mark Henry and um, and Rodney Mack. He was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That was like uh, Bruce's progression era, kind of. Yeah. Uh, he didn't fit well as a manager. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, he came from a managerial. He was a manager before he was a ref, and then went to ref, and then became GM, and then yeah, you know, yeah. I liked him as a GM. I think he, I think he did a great job. I don't think he he was he had a lot of sense of humor, and that's what he brought to SmackDown, and he did great matches too. So I I, I enjoyed it. Nothing wrong with that. But number Udo, I'm excited. It might be mine. We might have the same one. Maybe, right? And, of course, the biggest one because when we saw that on a Monday night, two of the biggest head competitors that hated each other, choking each other out, they wanted to kill each other, a hug. They shook hands. You can, once you heard that music, I'm back. And better. Yep, that's right, Eric Bischoff, ladies and gentlemen. Number one for me in the books because Eric Bischoff, for one, I was – my jaw dropped when I first saw him on WWE television. Him being the Raw GM, he did a great. He did not do bad. He introduced a lot with the Elimination Chamber. He introduced. He brought back the World Heavyweight Title. When I love Elimination Chamber, man, like yeah. that's so cool. I love it, man. I, and I know that he said it wasn't his idea realistically, but I love how he presented it, like that it was his idea creating that structure, and he did a great job, Eric Bischoff. Hands down, one of the best GMs for me. Good or bad. He, especially my favorite segments with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I love that one. Especially the one he Austin is forcing him to drink a lot of beer, eating food, and getting him throwing up at the cocktail waitress. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Aaron and Bishop with a hangover the next following day. You know, that was just, it's hilarious. I love it. Bishop, my number one guy. Bishop, you watching this or you're listening here on audio platforms, come to the show, man. We'd like to talk to you more. You know, we would like to hell ahead and have a conversation with you. We'll have a hell of a good time. Two honorable mentions that I'll mention that are not my cup of tea. No pun intended to Mr. Regal, but <laughs> yeah, but no, not my cup of tea. So I would say, of course, one of them I dislike was the PC. The raw GM was a computer, a fucking laptop. Oh, the uh, yeah, yeah. The anonymous GM. Mm-hmm. I hate. I didn't like it. It was just annoying. I was annoyed. Was that, my- like that wasn't back when it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali, right? 
this was back before. This was like a previous angle before that, right? Is this uh, when yeah. um, uh, Corey Graves would, would like check the computer, or no? Is this Michael Cole would check the computer? Yeah, Michael Cole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he's like, man, yeah. have your attention, uh, please. Oh yeah, my God, that's and then Michael Cole would make the announcement. Yeah, yeah. because they tried that so many times. They tried that with the Corey Graves and the random cell phone calls, and then they tried doing it with like the Mustafa Ali thing, which I I don't know where that even went. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> well. I, there was some rumor about who it was supposed to be with that, with the one you're talking about. Who? Like, like someone talked about, like, oh, it was eventually going to be somebody. Like, they had someone in mind, but they never went with it, and I forget who that was. Mm, okay. I didn't enjoy that much at all. I disliked that it. it wasn't, like, my cup of tea. It was annoying. Right. Honestly, for me, it was annoying. See, here my oh, that's right. It was Hornswoggle. Oh, oh, that's okay. It was supposed to be Hornswoggle in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you still, you still made that list. <laughs> there you go. You still made the list. And of course, this other one. Um, of course, he's uh, right now in charge of talent relations. Hey, people power. Hey, Johnny Ace. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, he just didn't like it. I just him being a raw GM, horrible. Just didn't, he had no type of character. He got his ass whooped. That's all he did. Of course, that feud was CM Punk and then was Cena. But was he the best GM? Nah, sucked. Yeah, no, not really. No, he sucked. I mean, out of all of them, I was going to say either him, Mike Adelaide. Is it Mike Adelaide or yeah, Mike Adelaide or Brad Maddox? But I really just choose this guy in my list. Cause he sucks. Cause you have your voice. Your voice. So there. If you guys disagree with my list, comment below on this video and let me know. Tell me what was your worst and best GMs. But now let's take it to the director. Want to hear his top five? Yeah. Best. Um. So I have my list right here. I put it together pretty quickly. Um. I, I guess it's just like my favorites with a mix of effective. Um, so I don't really have any worse ones, and I don't have any honorable mentions. Uh, my number five, I consider him in this position as a GM, even though I know he's also actually the executive president, but he is the on-screen figurehead of a company. And uh, he's just, uh, he's got that, that, that consciousness going for everybody right now, and that's Don Callis. Oh, my God. I, I think uh, it, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's, I like it. It's 69 me, 69. He's really uh, – the moments that he gives Excalibur to call him a human dump truck and garbage can, and it's just <laughs> it's great. And, you know, uh, the Forbidden Door, it's not that forbidden between the two companies because they already have a good relationship. Um, so for him to transcend both shows um, is pretty seamless. Uh, and I, I like to see the future of where that angle goes because we talk about it on our reviews that we have no idea where it's headed. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm entertained with Don Callis for sure. I've been entertained since he was in the uh, original ECW as the virus. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and he had the little. Uh, what was four? that, by the way? What about my, my apologies? What was no, it? No, was no. it a diamond or was it like a. It was a red. It was like a red gem, like some, oh. some trans, you know, some transcendental shit. Uh, okay. Number four is a tie because they're, they're almost exactly the same person on both sides of the pond, even though they're both from the UK. And that's both Johnny Saint and William Regal. Running NXT divisions on both sides of you know, really, ocean. yeah. Both are very well respected veterans of the sport. Uh, William Regal's obviously well 
much more well known within both countries and especially in America. Johnny Saints doing the damn thing in UK when they announced him as the UK GM. Uh, when they announced that there was going to be an NXT UK, I was like, oh hell yeah, that's pretty rad. I get it. I get it. Um, you know, they don't really, they're not controversial. They, they do their job. They don't take any shit from the people in the backstage. You know, if there's ever an angle um, in NXT, like, oh, I, you know, let's say Johnny Gargano's like, that's not fair. I don't like this. This shouldn't happen. When Regal's like, yeah, well, on top of you not dealing with it, now deal with it because you're in a match right now. Like, I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's not a heel. He's completely cheered just by him walking on stage. Either one of them, for sure. Just overall, completely respected. Number three, I liked number three for a lot of reasons. One of them was it absolutely elevated Seth Rollins to the goddamn moon, and that's the authority. Oh, my God, yeah. The authority was fantastic as in that position. Um, you know, it was essentially both Triple H and Stephanie, um, who do have legal uh, roles within the company, but they were also playing the GM role as well. Don't forget um, Kane, too. Kane, well, Kane was, was like the corporate Kane. Well, he was like the enforcer sort of. He's the director of the director, yeah, of operations. Director and then of J&J operations. security, and then obviously Seth Rollins, who at one point had three belts or two belts. I know two we belts. had the U.S. and the world. That was it. Two belts. That was it. That, that was cool. I love that. Um, that whole character within Seth Rollins, I loved. That was my favorite Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, for sure. Authority was awesome. Uh, a good stretch of Raw for how many years that was. And obviously <laughs> ended with Seth Rollins beating Triple H at WrestleMania, which I didn't think was going to happen. I loved it. I was like, oh, shit, they did it. They finally gave something back to an up-and-comer. Uh, number two, playa playa, Teddy Long. <laughs> Entertaining, charismatic, great on the mic. You dance with him. He wouldn't take any shit. He would give it back. Uh, the dude was just charismatic 101, man. Like, he came out and people cheered. I don't think he ever had a heel moment at all. Wow. Um, in the, as you know, in most of that GM role. I don't know what happened after that if he became a manager, like you said, for Mark Henry. Um, but no, as a GM, yeah, people tuned in. I think it was SmackDown, right? Yeah. People tuned in to watch Teddy Long for sure. They're like, oh, what's he going to do this week? Uh, probably the most entertaining and loved GM on main roster, I think, of all time. And the opposite is going to be number one. And it's going to be number one for both shows. Okay. And that's going to be while he was running WCW first in the NWO. Because Eric Bischoff is the shit. Hell yeah. The most, Hell hated yeah. Man, most hated man in pro wrestling history backstage and uh, on screen. I loved it. He walked out. He was a heat machine. Um, and that's just in his NWO tenure. I mean... He got cups thrown at him. He got soda pop, hot dogs, whatever the WCW crowd can toss. They tossed it at him. Um, and then him coming over to Raw as the new GM was such a barn burner of a moment. It was just holy fucking shit. Vince literally hired his biggest enemy and made him his best friend. <laughs> I, all right. I That's was what shocked the shit I out loved of it. I was like, oh shit. It was just, it was heat incarnate. Um, one of my favorite non-wrestling moments, for sure, as far as, like, a non-talent goes. Um, yeah, that's it, man. It's my favorites with a little bit of most effective mixed in, for sure. 
Yeah, definitely, man. Bishop, you took it off right here, man. Yeah, you were yeah, number you one guy. No one, no one can dis disargue. No. Was the um sixty five weeks? What's the name of his podcast? Eighty three weeks. Eighty three weeks. That was all Bishop. All Bishop. Him and uh, Bishop and Russo on opposite sides, and Russo did a fantastic fucking job climbing back up and taking it over. But that first those that first year and uh like three or four months, man, just straight fire. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, unfortunately, Money Mike was not able to join us. I don't know where is he. He probably took him in the nap or he has something to do. Matt of Wack Callis, of course, he's busy running Impact and he's been wrestling, busy <laughs> running I think the he's, kitchen. He's, he's cleaning up the van and getting it tuned up to head back to Winnipeg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let's go to the wheel of picks to see what is the next following. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to share my screen. And let's do it. All right, here we go. We're gonna spin that wheel. Oh, Ooh, baby! Hell yeah! Oh, you see, Devil. That's a one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's gonna be a good one. WCW. Oh, yeah. I can do that right now, off the top of my head. Just, I, I can literally just go, bing, 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 done. But I'll uh, wait. You gotta, yes. make, you gotta give the people what they want, and they want to wait for shit. Exactly. Plus, we gotta wait for the others next time when they come in. But yes, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Next week is WCW champions. Basically, best WCW champions. Or we can do worse. What can we do? Best or worse or both? Well, I already know who worst is. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> he's still alive. Um, no, we do just I, I don't know, whatever. Dealer's choice. You could do we could do best or worst. You can do both. I don't know. I'm gonna do I'll, I'll do best. I'll pick best. So, oh, wait a minute. Looks like I got a response. No, I didn't. Uh, individually here. Let's see. Ah, uh, see, I knew <laughs> he, fell ah, he fell asleep. Yes, uh, Delos Miguel. <laughs> but we'll, we'll have him on next week for sure. Okay. No worries. All right. I'll we'll let Money Mike know. So, Money Mike, you're watching this. You already know. But it's, watching me. It's his show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A quick, short Sunday afternoon for you guys. Enjoy yourselves on your Sunday afternoon or night or evening, whatever you're doing. And Next week, of course, don't forget, we will be back, of course, with another one of weekly episodes and just discussing, obviously, what we, what, what's coming up, what, you know, what Double or Nothing, and then also with our thoughts about this later on today's WWE WrestleMania Backlash, which I said it on on Friday's episode, I'm not watching, but I mean, I'll read the, I'll read the stories of who won. I, Mike said it himself, Mike said that he purchased Peacock if Cesaro wins the WWE oh, I know, Universal right? title, Mike said he'll publicly apologize because of that. So <laughs> he said it himself. So I'm looking forward. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So this is what I'm going to see here. What the director, the director, baby, wants to make sure that you fly and you stay high because he wants you to shine. So better be make all right. Make <laughs> there you go. And we'll see you guys next time.